Welcome to the Get Back to Business podcast, where independent small business owners take center stage and consumers are empowered to shop local with values. I'm your host, Brooke Joyner, co-founder and CEO of Back to Business, the first of its kind, values-based, independent, local small business directory. If you prefer to do business on your terms and shop according to your core values, then stay tuned. Welcome to the Get Back to Business podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Joyner, and today I'm joined by Jay Christian, the founder of Fear the Sheer. Welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon to you. Hey, good afternoon. How is everybody? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. Without a doubt. No problem. So we would love to hear about your business today, Jay Christian. Can you share with us how your business was started? Sure, absolutely. So I, I was a salon owner for 14 years, and uh, I had a good friend of mine who had a shear sharpening business, so I thought, why not try this on the side? And so I went and to see him a couple times. Actually, it was like four visits, twice in California, once in Texas, and the final one in Louisville, Kentucky. And I was taught sharpening. The guy that taught me to sharpen has been sharpening for 36 years, or at this point, he spent five years in Japan with the top three major shear companies, and I really did it as just a side job if I wasn't traveling and world educating and just running around in my area where my salon was to sharpen shears at a stylist. It came about because I got tired of seeing these guys come into salons and put these it doesn't matter the price of this year, the expensive shears or not expensive shears. They would put us on this grinder and just really just ruin the shears. So I got tired of that after somebody did mine. So I decided to take a, a next step and see that I can do it better. And that's pretty much how that came about. Oh, that's wonderful. So tell us um, in the audience what you offer, to whom and where do you primarily service? Okay, well, I sharpen and sell shears. I sharpen all brands of shears. I use a, uh, the method of which we sharpen is a water and stone method. I do have all the other methods of sharpening, and I have to have those because depending on the pair of shears that I get to sharpen, I might have to do some of the similar things to them. But I sharpen all brands of shears. I sell Japanese shears, which actually have my logo on them and my brand. But my shears come from the same place all the other major manufacturers get their shears. But because mine have my logo on them, they're relatively about half the price of the major market right now. Um, I live in southeastern Florida, so I travel pretty much from West Palm Beach Gardens all the way down to Aventura. If somebody lives outside of that area, they can actually go out on my social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. They can direct message me and we can show them how to get the, their shears mailed to me. Part of the guarantee that I have is, if I, especially if you're in my area and I pick up shears, I actually pick up your shears because I have to take them. I actually leave them with a loaner pair. And then I bring theirs back the next day. So there's really a one-day guarantee on returning their shears. If they mail their shears into me, I guarantee that once I receive them, they will go out the next morning. So you're not really without your shears a long time. Wow, that's just amazing that you're able to provide that turnaround time. Yeah, that's it's, it's key for the hairdressers. Yeah, so that sounds like one of your key differentiators. Would you mind sharing any of your other key differentiators with us? 
Yeah, the major, major differential between me and the other sharpeners is I've been a hairdresser for 45 years. I've traveled the entire world as an educator, master platform artist, classroom educator. Uh, that's probably the biggest differential between me and the other sharpeners in my area. They're just guys who sharpen shears. They're not hairdressers. The other differential is our method of sharpening. It's a water and stone sharpening. It's not a grinder that's brought into the salon or done in the back of a pickup truck. Um, you know, my relationship as as a stylist, as a hairdresser, really get, helps me connect to the stylist and understand their needs much better than a guy just goes, I'm here to sharpen your shears. And that's kind of really what's keeping me on a successful side right now. Mm-hmm. And when you say, um, I've heard you say this on some of your social media videos, a master platform educator, would you share with us on those of us on the outside? What, what is that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I've, I've been an educator for major manufacturers and product lines uh, throughout my career. And with the product lines or manufacturers, you, you get to be an educator for them, which means is when you go to hair shows, you're their platform artist. So you're the guy who's on the main stage. You're the guy who's on their, their, their booth and their platform, educating the people about their product or their, whatever they're manufacturing. And I've literally traveled the entire world, Denmark, Poland, Russia, Australia, Latin America, Canada, Finland, uh, all over the all over the world, uh, as a platform artist and a master educator, you know I have enough experience in the, in the business area too. As owning a salon for fourteen years, I can help people understand what it means to really stand behind a chair and actually run a business and things that you can do in your business to maybe move you a little forward. You know, right now it's a weird time, so there are things that stylists and salon owners can do. Um, to improve, you know, the things that they're doing. But there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Suites are opening up. Stylists are leaving salons and going and opening up their own little suite. Um, I travel in my area and I see salons hiring all the time. I always try to teach the people, like, I'm not a big fan of the suites because I think uh, there are some successful stylists that go to the suites. But, you know, I understand why they go to a suite because they want to be their own bosses. But, you know, there's a lot of things hairstylists aren't necessarily taught about business and how to run one. They just know I know how to do hair and my client base can help me pay and afford the bills. But there's a lot of things that salon owners don't get you know i was fortunate enough to have my wife who is a really business-minded person and our our biggest slogan was i don't write checks and she doesn't touch scissors so you know that made it work for us but not everybody had my wife and not everybody had my wife in their salon um but there's just things that salons can do to get passive income. You know, they, they really need to become part of their community, uh, work with local charities. Uh, I believe on a, a, a group session that you and I were on at one point, um, we were talking about, uh, you know, charities. And when you go to look for a charity, you know, your gene pool's the size of the Atlantic Ocean. But when you plug in things that are important to you, you wind up with a teacup saucer full of charities to pick from. But either way, find something that you can do that's involved in your community. Find a decent little charity that you can know. You know, the other thing was, though, that the, the, the money that was collected had to stay in the state. 
And that's a difficult thing to plug in. You know, like we did something for the American Cancer Society of Delaware, and the very following year, they couldn't guarantee that the money didn't stay in Delaware. It went outside, so we had to drop them, unfortunately. But we raised money for – we raised uh, a couple million dollars, three, four million dollars for like four charities that we worked with when I had my salon in the philanthropy work that we did. <laughs> um, but – you know, but that's what it is. It's you, you got, and even stylists, you know, I teach them, you know, your social media is your brand, you know, and everybody in today wants to be an influencer and, and do this. And truthfully, you're like one out of a million that becomes an influencer. And what I generally tell them is, listen, you put a post out there and somebody from Bingo Wanga likes it. That's awesome that they like it. But that person is not putting money in your chair. So you need to figure out how to keep your business profile separate from your, your personal profile because nobody wants to see all your personal stuff on your business page. It's just what it is. And they judge you by that. So I tell them to sep separate the pages. And then I tell them, get involved in the community and use your clients as your images and things on your personal page in my in my salon i uh, a client uh, one of my clients was a photographer so i worked out a deal with him and he in my salon i didn't have the standard posters that you saw in most salons i actually had pictures of my clients and they loved it you know so when you walked in it was like oh i know that lady that's josephine from down the block yeah and but it was the after pictures you know so we staged them up but those are things that you know these these stylists need to do now these are things that the salons need to do they need to figure out how to be involved in a community use their clients to get their referrals use their clients to to build their business use their clients to put people in their chairs Nobody from Russia or outside of your state or even pretty much outside of your town is putting money in your chair to help your business grow and profit. So that's how you got You've got to work that angle. Oh, for sure. And it sounds like you have so much experience and expertise that you can share with these stylists that it really goes beyond the service, which is very practical and fundamental for their success as well. Yeah, it's such a, a different world for me. So I always have so many questions. You know, another question that I find myself wondering about is um, in your, your social videos, you share a lot of the scissors that you pick up. Um, the previous sharpener put in a bevel. So can you share with like, is that bad? You don't want that? Could you share about that a little bit? Yeah, you know, the, the majority of your mid to high end shears, uh, the way they're made, the, the, the blade has a convex look to it. Um, it. It's kind of rounded and there's just a very little tiny edge of sharpness to that. Um, there are some shears that are made that do come with a bevel to begin with. That's just a specific brand. Some of them are not the expensive shears, but the majority of the mid to high level shears have a convex blade to that. And the unfortunate thing is when these sharpeners come in, they put these these shears. And I mean, I have shears that cost me $1,000, $1,500. And some of these shears that these, you know, hairdressers have, you know, they're running seven, eight, nine thousand twelve hundred dollars for these scissors and this guy put these guys they put them on these machines and they create a bevel and a bevel is they basically put a nice flat edge in place of the roundness 
and you know there's a lot of like and they grind out metal like if you've seen some of my videos you see there's almost sometimes a quarter of an inch a sixteenth of an inch that they've taken off the edge of that that blade on both blades actually and so you've removed metal you know i've got shears that i still have that i that i cut with that are 20 25 years old you can get that type of longevity out of your your equipment if you treat it right but these guys that grind them out and take that metal out you reduce the integrity and the longevity that you you can use these scissors at you know so it's just kind of it's an aggravating thing. It is one of the reasons why I started sharpening because th there's no reason to do that. You know, when you go to Japan and you look at the way they sharpen shares, there is no no grinder near their stuff. I think it's out in the farm to sharpen their axes, you know, so. It's just amazing how sometimes these sort of subpar methods can become so common. Well, their success comes from because they show up to a salon and they're like, oh, I sharpen shears, and I can do it right now, and it's twenty bucks, you know. So these the, and the stylists, about fifty-fifty stylists pay attention to what's happened, and fifty-fifty the stylists have no clue. They just cut better than they were when I gave it to the guy, or they don't cut better at all, you know. So some of the times when I get when I get shears, I you know, there are times I have to put them on a machine just to kind of soften that edge up a little bit. There are times I have to, you know, an average time frame to do a, a pair of shears properly takes me about five to six minutes. Sometimes when I get a shear that's a shear that's been ground out. Sometimes it's 15, 20 minutes because I've got to kind of like manipulate the blade and soften up that bevel. And there's just a lot more work that has to go into it. But on an average, it's about five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes to sharpen a pair of shears. It's just wonderful and, and so interesting because I think like the entire hair industry depends on this service, but it's so little known. <laughs> to the rest of us so you know there's there's companies out there that sharpen and i go into some salons and they say we have a guy and i'm like okay not a problem i leave a card and if you don't like what he's doing or if he's not available you know get a hold of me there's other companies that uh these high-end companies they offer a sharpening service uh it's like once a quarter they pay a, a monthly fee and these people send their shears out and they supposedly get a loaner but you know, uh, the, the sometimes I go to these companies and they're not happy with that program. They don't like the loan pair they're getting or they just don't like the result of when they get their shears back. So, you know, the, like I was going back to my differences, I loan you a pair of Japanese shears, pretty much they're brand new pairs of shears. When when I get my loaners back, I take them back to my office and I, re, you know, re-hone them up a little bit, clean them up so that there's still a brand new shear to be loaned out. But I bring theirs back the next day, and they're very happy with that that idea. I, it's understandable. You know, they're making a living, and that kind of service, you know, you, you don't find that everywhere. That's for sure. Um, of course, as you know, you were one of the first um, merchants on our website. Uh, for those who haven't seen our website, it is Get Back to Business the number two.com. And we have created a small business directory for independent business owners that have 30 employees or less. And we help people to shop local with their values. Um, so JC, would you mind sharing, you know, your initial impressions of the directory, your experience so far? 
Um, absolutely. You know, there's all kinds of directories out there for different things. I like this one because of the, the faith base behind it. But two, the look of it, the feel of it, the you know, when you click a button on this site, it works. It goes to what it's supposed to do. There's lots of times when you're going out to different websites or you're trying to do things and you click a link and it doesn't work. I'm a techie kind of guy and that just bugs the butt out of me right there when that stuff happens. But, you know, but your site is clean. I like it. It's fresh. Signing up to, to be on it is very self-explanatory. It's clear about how to do it. Entering your business information if you want to become a vendor on the on the is is very clear and precise. You get to pick and choose what what you as a business owner or a business entity want to have shown. And I I just really I, I appreciate being part of it. it. It's just a really nice it's a nice directory. It really is. And I and I really just love to see that it's going to expand. Well thank you so much. And you you did an excellent job on your listings for our listeners um, because JC has professional services. He also sells goods. So he actually has two listings with us, one under services and one under retail. And both of them, you put a, a really fair amount of work. They look so beautiful. And I think they're both excellent examples of what this site can offer if you just put in a little effort, your photos, your videos, and your values, um, your li- your listings are fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you much. It it, it really it, it it it's you know it, it's not a lot of work. It, it, I'm pretty sure every business owner out there has pictures and videos of what they do or what they'd like to say. But the, the really cool thing about it, what I think over other listings is the business owners get to put in what they feel, how that, what they think about, what's important to them, what are their core values, what, what kind of market they're looking for, um, you, you know, just stuff that you don't see from other sites. So I, I really, I thought this was very intriguing and very, um, very thorough, but very clean and very direct and easy. So, you know, it, it didn't take long to put those together. Yeah, I think I messaged you. You did yours in like 10 minutes. It was so quick. <laughs> and then there was so much on yours. I was very impressed with that. So we really aim to make it easy. And um, so I'm really pleased to hear that it's been such a positive experience for you. Well, thank you so much, Jay Christian. It's a pleasure to have you on. Um, and we just can't wait to hear about your business growth and, and what's next for you. All right. I greatly appreciate it. Bless you and bless everybody listening and Brooke, it's going to (laughs) grow. Thank you. Thank you. And to our audience, thank you all so much for joining us today on the get back to business podcast. We will have Jay Christian's social media and contact information in the show notes. So be sure to check there um, to get in touch with him. We'll also have the link to his listing on getbacktobusiness.com. So be sure to visit him there as well. Thank you all for joining us. God bless you. The Get Back to Business podcast is brought to you by Back to Business, the first of its kind values-based independent local small business directory that helps small business owners to cut through the noise and empowers consumers to shop local with values. Visit our website 
to become a consumer and create your listing if you're a business owner. www.getback the number 2 business.com. That's getbacktobusiness.com. Back to business where you can shop local with values.